Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. We are so excited about today's guests on the Naked Marriage Podcast. Um, Chris and Steph Teague, known to many around the world as Out of the Dust, the music duo that's creating beautiful music. If you're unfamiliar with their music, uh, then as soon as this episode's over, go and just Google them and YouTube them and download them and Spotify them and just spend a day, a wonderful day, uh, taking in their music and you will quickly become fans. In fact, they've got a song that they're going to, they're going to preview here for us right on the podcast at the very end of this episode, which is a first for our podcast. We've never had like a song debut on the podcast, and I'm super excited about this. But guys, your story is so powerful, your music so powerful, and we're so honored that you're here. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I was actually going to say, if you've never heard our music before, just go ahead and pause this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. And go. Just pause right now and go listen. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Come back. They don't. They don't. This audience doesn't know you well enough. They do now. They do now. <laughs> joking. I love it. I love it. It's not a bad idea. If you guys want to pause. Go over, get some good music in those. Listen to Out of the Dust, and then come back with your mind blown as it will. Oh wow! To just start (laughs) listening, because I'm telling you, if if Ashley and I became a musical duo, it would not sound like Out of the Dust, Uh, because one, because I can't sing, Uh, I would be like just talking in the background. You could sing. There's a place. There's a place for that. Oh yeah. I mean, my goodness! You never know. No, just you, inserting little, little. Yeah, lines. just insert like yeah, like Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin doesn't hype sing, man. and he's like a hype man. How did Kirk Franklin a hype get man. famous? That's right, a hype man. He's just in the back going yeah, yeah. I can. Do I that. love Kirk That's Franklin true. though. Let me just say, I love Kirk Franklin. Yeah, he's he's the most talented non-singer in the singing world. I think there's more to it. I think he's but, doing more like producing or something. But anyway, yeah. back to out of the dust. So you guys, we met years ago at a marriage conference, and we got mm-hmm. to hear your testimony live and hear your music live and um and we've we've stayed connected since then and just it's I'm telling you guys I was so touched by your story because really the music that you guys play is birthed out of quite a testimony and I'd love it if we could start out this podcast where you just share a little bit about your story with with our audience sure um well we tell it everywhere we go um because I mean we all are all of us carry stories with us. And if there's one thing that we want people to walk away with at any show or, or conference or anything that we're a part of, it's, it's that God is working in your story, regardless of beginning, middle, end. Yeah. He's working in your story. And ours, um, ours starts a good bit ago. It's like I'm losing track. 17 years, maybe. I don't know. But we were in high school 
and um, on a mission trip to Philadelphia, of all places. Um, nice. Brotherly love. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brotherly love. We were supposed to go to Guatemala, but... I think like a youth pastor well, was we don't have to get into those killed details. or something. And our youth pastor, our youth pastor was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't go there. Yeah. Um, so we went to Philadelphia and kind of fell in love in the city of love. I guess we didn't. Yeah. We didn't re- <laughs> Stephanie had a boyfriend at the time, so I guess we didn't truly fall in love. It wasn't crossover. It's all good. Yeah. But, um, but <laughs> seeds were planted. The seed was planted. It was blossomed yes. into love. You yeah. did write me a poem, so there was that. I did. Aww. I did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's go get it. <laughs> Let's go get um, it. I do have it. So, uh, yeah, we did fall in love after, you know, we got back home from the trip. Uh, and, you know, we were always serving. We were always in the church. You know, our, our relationship was birthed on a mission trip. So, you know, we just seemed like this really has-it-all-together type Christian couple. You know, we're leading worship in all these different areas. We stayed together through college, and, you know, God was a huge part of who we were as a couple, and music was even a huge part of who we were. Um, but, you know, when we got married when we were in college, and, you know, we were the first of our friend group to really do that. I mean, we're, I was 20, she was 19, mm-hmm. which is very young, uh, even for the South. And we're from Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we, so we, we didn't have a lot of friends who were married. So we didn't have a lot of r- relational uh, capital there. Uh, and then we also were just kind of naive and thinking that, you know, we'd convinced ourselves that we had it all together um, because we were doing all the right things, you know? Right. And so, I think we kind of unintentionally and naively, ignorantly, maybe isolated ourselves from being in community. And when we do that as individuals and even as couples and just as believers, we end up not doing too well. And so um, during that season of life, um, you know, we're, we're in college together, we're working at the same time. We're trying to figure out who we are, trying to figure out what our life's going to be, our job's going to be. Um, and that's going on. Meanwhile, I am, I've always loved kind of science and physics and, um, you know, quantum mechanics and all that weird stuff. And so I was really, I wasn't going to school for that, but as a hobbyist, I was really into that. And that was shaping my worldview in a way that I didn't really recognize. And it was leading to some doubts. It was leading to some really good questions, but I wasn't able to share that anywhere. And I I, I couldn't share that with Stephanie, or at least I felt like I couldn't. And I didn't feel like I could share that from stage or from wherever we were leading because I had this idea that to be on stage or to be in front of people meant that you you had to be a certain way and, and have things together. Um, that's clearly been proven untrue and how much leadership can, uh, be corrupted in that way, especially in the church. So, um, I was just hiding, I was hiding and uh, I was in school for the music industry, not for physics or anything like that, but the music industry provided me with sort of friends and avenues and activities, uh, you know, the, the, the music industry is known for. So I was able to hide and cope with the shame that I felt from all of 
the doubts and this duality that I was forming, this duplicity, you know, saying I'm one person, pretending like I'm one person, then I'm another. And um, that went on for years. Um, and it was really hard um, struggling alone. This was kind of before this whole deconstruction movement happened. I'm sure right. it was actually happening, but it was it's kind of like the first wave, yeah, you know, was talking about it. Yeah, right. nobody was talking about it. So struggling alone for years was really hard, especially with the person who's supposed to be my best friend and know everything about me. She she knew parts of me, but she did not know the whole me. Right. That ate away at our marriage. It ate away at my faith. And it got to the point where I was leading worship uh, on Sundays and I didn't even believe in mm. the God I was leading people to. Meanwhile, the night before, I'm out doing God knows what and hanging out with friends and smoking weed and drinking and partying and pills and whatever. Just anything I could do to feel good, you know. Right. right. Um, so that continued to crack the window or open the door or leave room for, for the enemy of God in my life to convince me that um, that I was on the wrong path. But... It wasn't that my behavior and, you know, no community, it wasn't that. It was that I was married. Right. You know, it was this perversion. Something was definitely wrong, but the perversion of that was that it was my marriage. And so I sat Stephanie down one night after a lot of thinking and preparing and I, I um I, and, and suffering, honestly, for years and years alone. And I sat her down in January of 2010 and I said, I... I really said this. I said, I don't believe in God anymore, and I don't want to be married anymore. Wow. Just like that. And Man. we got divorced Got divorced a few months later. Wow. Yeah, yeah you were gone. Yeah. And Steph, like, what, what was that like? I mean, I can't even imagine. Oh, man. It's... I, there's not even a word good enough for it, right? I mean, it was devastating. It was, uh, it was so this overwhelming, unsettling feeling of thinking that I had everything so mapped out. I'm a planner. I had that stability, right? I found so much security in it. Right. And then, for something to happen, for my husband to say what he said and to say the word divorce at all, was completely, completely devastating. Uh, it's like, I think I talk about it a lot, like a rug being ripped out from under you that you're right. not prepared for because that's how it felt. Uh, I went through all the stages of grief, mm. you know, that you think of as you go through any sort of trauma or loss. Um, and I think for me, being, I mean, I was 22, 23, uh, so young, I mean, my brain's still not like fully developed at that right. time, you know, um, but having such a narrow minded view of life and of this God that I had believed in and been raised mm. in the faith for so many years that I, I, I was so quick to play the victim. Uh, mm. I was really quick to, to see that I, I was, I was the good girl. I did all the right things. How could this happen to me? Um, but God so graciously helped me see in that season, obviously hardest season of my life, but helped me to see that I, was not righteous, you know. I was not faultless without without him. Um, did I want the divorce? Was that my choice? Absolutely not. 
but did I contribute something to the downfall of our marriage? Absolutely. It takes two, you know, you're either moving towards oneness or isolation. And Mm -hmm. I was just as much a part of that isolation as he was. Mm. Um, My sin was just not as obvious. Mm. You know, it's pride and that self-righteousness and stuff that was just as destructive. So for me, it was a season of, gosh, of learning what it means to fully rely on the Lord for everything because I'd been so self-sufficient my whole life as much as I had said, you know, God, use me. I want to do what you want. I want to do what you want for my life. But I, again, I was so much in control of everything. And so I'm grateful, (laughs) grateful for that season, for what I learned about him and my identity, you know, not in being this this good girl and being successful in my job and, you know, what people saw on the outside. It was, it was just learning what it means to be a daughter of the King. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's, and a lot has happened in the 12 years since. So I guess, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot. And I'm, I'm just so glad you guys are here because a lot of folks that are listening right now are watching this on YouTube right now. You know, maybe they feel like they're, as hopeless as, is where you were back then when, you know, Chris, when you were wrapped yeah. up in, in your doubt that ultimately led, you know, led to the, the marriage dissolving and then a, going down a road of addiction and, and c- continuing down a dark path for a bit before kind of the redemption story started. And Steph, you being in a place of feeling abandoned and rejected and like your whole world's turned upside down and your whole plan for the future is out the window. And, and that it, there was certainly no hope probably at that moment. It felt like, well, there's no hope in this ever getting back together, especially once the divorce happened, because it's like there's finality with that. And so maybe folks are listening right now and either individually or collectively as a couple, they feel like, you know, they're in a place where um, there isn't hope yet. And I don't want to dive into the application yet because, you know, I want to, I want you guys to just share your story. And I think, you know, even when I read through the Bible, I love how God, he doesn't always just spell out, okay, here, here are the three points of reconciliation, or here are the four steps to healing. It's like, right. he just tells us, he shows us stories of real people, and how he was present in their lives, mm-hmm. and through their stories, um, you know, we can see so much of what he's doing in our lives. And so your lives are, are that kind of story for people, and mm-hmm. your music now, as a reflection of that, gives gives folks that kind of hope. And so, like, I don't want to like I want to fight against the pastor temptation to be like, okay, you know, here are three <laughs> steps to this, and they're they all have the same first letter, you know, uh, you know, pray, protect, pr- provide. I don't know, um, but instead, just I just want to hear more more of the story because mm-hmm. um, that that is just I think going to kind of speak for itself. Yeah. So take us back to all right, you're divorced. Um, you know, Chris, you're going one way, and you know, Steph, you're going another way, and at what point? did did your your path start to converge again and you start to believe you know what maybe there is hope for us yeah well she's uh i'm always in kind of in awe like almost every time we tell this story like i'm i'm and i don't think it's it's anything in stephanie's strength necessarily um uh, all that to say stephanie's response to to that season of suffering um is always really humbling and beautiful. And, and I think everyone could take note of what it looks like to walk through a season of suffering well. Um, but meanwhile, I was uh, philandering and, um, you know, doing 
all the things that I thought would make me happy because I'd done it behind closed doors. I'd done it in secret. I'd been lying and um, pretending, but now I had let the truth come to light and I got to do these things that I, that I was secretly doing, wondering if they would satisfy me if I could do them as I wanted to. Now I get to do that. And I, I was chasing all of, I mean, it's just this proverbial story, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the story of the prodigal, mm-hmm. um, where I'm just wasting all of these riches and blessings that God had given me, uh, women and more drugs and alcohol and parties and friends. And, um, you know, I don't have to tell you guys or the listeners, I think, you know, we all know deep inside a lot of times that our pattern of sin and our behavior, we're not, we're not as blind as we sometimes um, can convince ourselves that we are. But yeah. man, I really wanted to believe that that stuff was going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very young and naive, but it didn't take long for the truth to surface that that, that was a completely empty path, you know? And, and um, you know, the event that really led to me. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Being brought to my knees, I don't, um, just quickly, it was, it was surrounding a relationship that I'd gotten into that just kind of exploded. Right. Right. Um, and when that, 
happens. I think God's really good and gracious and creative. He can use a lot of different things to bring us to our knees, to expose us to ourselves. But the veil was pulled off and I saw how selfish I was. I saw the depth that I was willing to go to hurt people. You know, I didn't want to hurt anybody, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. You know, nobody like wants to, I don't think many people, unless you're a sociopath, want to inflict pain on people, but it really just comes down to priorities and what's more important to you. And is it worth it to stick around and fight for this? Or do I want to do what I want to do? Mm-hmm. And it's more complicated than that sometimes. But in my case, it, it really wasn't. And God graciously showed me that. And I was all alone. Now I'd pushed everybody away and I was in the darkest place I'd ever been in. Um, and I had kind of sworn off God, but I didn't say I don't believe and I never will. It was just kind of an agnosticism, just a, I'm not sure. And I don't know that I ever can be sure. Um, but in that season, God used my brokenness. You know, when I'm all alone, nobody else is around. He used that season to show up. And it wasn't through intellectual arguments. It wasn't through, you know, some apologetic, logical, rational, um, trotting out some great thesis of who he was. It was just his presence, his love, and him being with me in the midst of the darkest season. When I deserved him the least, he made himself most present to me. And when you really grab hold of that and experience that, um, it's transformational and radical love for me was transforming. Mm -hmm. Radical suffering for Stephanie Mm -hmm. was transforming, you know? Uh, and I think that's how God works. And it took, it has taken years and years, um, of reconstructing what I had deconstructed. Mm -hmm. Um, but in that moment, it actually helps you realize that the things that we think are so important oftentimes aren't as important as we think they are. And what's, what's really true becomes clear in those seasons. And so um, it, it just quickly, um, God brought people into my life. He started speaking to me uh, through the word, through community, um, that this was what I want, that this is what he wanted for me. He wanted me back. He had always wanted me. He'd wanted me back. And um, he wanted a better life for me than what I was living. And after a few months of seeking and listening and praying and hearing, I, I've kind of discerned that part of that plan for me, uh, even though I ignored it for a good long while, was God telling me that uh, perhaps Stephanie and I uh, getting back together was a huge part of that plan and what he wanted for my life. And I'd never, I would have never seen that coming. Mm -hmm. Like it couldn't have been, but from him. And, um, yeah, I think Stephanie needed a little time to process that. I didn't even hear that. I didn't hear that same message (laughs) (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. Cause for me, you know, as hard as that year was, I, I wouldn't trade it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got, I eventually got to a place. You're very kind in how you speak. <laughs> I walked through that. There are a lot of ugly days. I will be quick to say that. But that's suffering. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but, but I had just gotten to a place where I felt like I had let it go. 
-hmm. You know, I, when I signed the divorce papers, that wasn't my, my consent of, you know what? Yep. We're done. Move on new chapter. It was God. I, I trust you. Mm -hmm. I trust that if, if we are to be reconciled at some point in the future, a piece of paper, the document's not going to stop you from working. Um, but I am going to submit to, you know, Chris is wanting this. I'm going to trust that the Lord is in control, mm -hmm. whether I can see the ending or not. And I definitely couldn't. So, and as I work through that and I get to this place of, of really feeling probably peace for the first time through it all, knowing that I could just let it go. Cause I've been clinging so hard to trying to control, trying to make him stay, trying mm -hmm. to make him, you know, believe these things. And so of course, at that point is when Chris reached out to me for the first time <laughs> in the month. <laughs> yeah. And, um, we ended up, well, he actually talked to my parents first, which is a whole story in and of mm -hmm. itself. And then we got together, talked for a couple hours, swapped stories of what God had done, what we had learned. And I saw this vulnerability and just transparency that I had never seen. And I saw, mm. I saw the spirit in him wow. in this beautiful way. It was this crazy, gosh, representation of all these prayers that I had prayed, all these prayers that so many of our family and community had been praying is right there mm -hmm. in front of me. Um, so when he shared, you know, well, God's told me that we should be together again. Uh, I did not say yes. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> as, Why not? As beautiful, <laughs> as beautiful as that night was, uh, you know, I had forgiven him you know, that was something that I had already worked through, but trust takes time. Oh, sure. sure. And, yeah. and for us, I think we both, after you got past the initial disappointment, both kind of agreed. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm an idealist. I'm like the, uh, the romantic, I guess. And I'm just, I don't know what I expected, but that wasn't it. So yeah. I don't even know what I said, but, but yeah, we wanted to make sure that we were seeking the Lord and what he had for us, that we weren't going to just act out of emotions or, you know, we, we knew that we needed, we needed people to walk us through the process because sure. we did everything on our own before and mm -hmm. look at where that got us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had, you had already started counseling. We did counseling separately. We um, came together with the same counselor after a period of a few months, which we are huge advocates of, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> of some yeah. good solid counseling, oh, yeah. whether you are in the pit or you're doing all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we still love, you know, checkups right. are so important to you. So uh, long story short, it all came together in agreement with our, our pastor's family uh, that if we wanted to pursue this again, that we should go for it. And we believe in a God of redemption. That's his heart. That's that's yeah. like the heartbeat of the gospel is redemption. And, and we believe that in a God who brings dead things to life. So yes. we ended up starting completely over like dating we you weren't even gonna kiss me until we got remarried that, that did, we that didn't did quite happen. make that one but every, <laughs> we did everything we else, did wait to have sex we did again everything though. else we waited yes um granted it was like three months but still sure. we waited yeah just uh, kind of a symbol a sign like a we were you know? we were brand new people i mean completely new people That's, it's amazing and so after that season we got married in a tiny little ceremony just our family and now celebrate two anniversaries and oh it has been i guess by the time uh this is out it will have been 11 years since god restored our marriage i love it and, and remind amazing. me how many ki kids you guys have we have two, two now kids. We have yes. two little walking talking crazy uh pictures of redemption every day <laughs> yep. they they would not be here yeah they're evidence I mean, of the miracle walking around yeah absolutely Ab absolutely yeah. <laughs> 
It's just beautiful, you guys. I mean, it, you know, it's just beautiful. And this is, again, this is the second time that I'm hearing it straight from you guys, but it, it brings tears to my eyes. And it's just, I can see it all over your faces. I hope you guys, those of you listening, this is one you want to go and watch because watching these two people tell this story and seeing the light in their eyes and what God has done, it, it really touches your heart, right, sweetie? It, yeah. It's, and I, I just, I'm powerful. just, it is so powerful. And the fact that, you know, now what you guys do together is you sing about the, like you sing these beautiful songs about, um, you know, this very thing about what God can do, where God has taken you. And, um, tell us more about that. Like, tell us more about out of the dust and what kind of, what made you guys form that? Yeah. <laughs> You're asking it to me. Wow. Well, no, that was me. Oh, yeah. Out of the dust. Out of the dust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then I thought you I gotcha. I Breath. <laughs> Numa, spirit. I will start though. So we, we've always both loved music. He's been the performer ever since we were in college. I wanted nothing to do with performing. That's, I'm like instru- introverted, don't want the spotlight. Master's that. degree in education. Yeah, I'm not about that life. Uh, <laughs> God had other plans and I'm so grateful. Um, but basically, we we did start leading worship together and we've always gotten so probably more joy out of music than anything else we've ever done together and ended up going to a conference, thought it was going to be for fun. We ended up entering competition, made it to the finals, even though we were terrible. And uh, right before our (laughs) performance, we um, were told we had just five seconds to introduce ourselves. And we looked at each other and thought, we're going to tell our story. We're going to break the rules. (laughs) Oh, I love it. We're going to tell our story. So we did it really quick. It was really fresh. We had like just gotten remarried pretty recently. And uh, at the end of the song, a girl came up to me just in tears because she was walking through that with her husband Mm. at the time. And that was kind of the last little piece, that last confirmation that God was telling us that music is a platform that we could use to share the story. Mm. So that's what we have been doing (laughs) for the past uh, eight, probably eight-ish years is Mm -hmm. is figuring out how to use music as this, um, just this piece where we can tell about God's redemption, because for us, it really is ministry first. It's about bringing hope to a hurting world. It's about showing people that God is a God of redemption. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely um, work hard at our lyrics and our music to convey that, yes, we are broken people, but we are hopeful. We are hopeful in a God who never fails and who always redeems, whether that looks like a marriage being restored in our case. And we know that that is such a rare gift that we didn't deserve um, because the work that he did in our lives while we were apart, like that would have been enough. (laughs) The work that Jesus did on the cross, that would have been enough. Um, And we don't ever want to, we don't ever want to look past that because we know so many people are desperate for this kind of redemption and they may not see this on this side of heaven. Um, But we always just want to bring hope in the words that we write. It could look like a miracle of reconciliation, restoration. It could look like a husband or wife standing on the covenant, you know, and, and letting God work through that mm-hmm. in their lives. It could be someone moving on and having a new family or, you know, it, it could be a completely different situation that has nothing to do with marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but our, our, the rock that we stand on, the bell that we ring is that God moves and works and can be trusted to work and move in our suffering, in the broken world, in our broken hearts, you know, and to redeem that. Yeah. So now we're, you know, we, we write music constantly. We, on normal years, we'll see 
fingers crossed about this year. We, we tour the country mm -hmm. uh, sharing this message of hope. We share our story. We weave it throughout our music. We have a great time. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime we get to be in front of people, we just we love, love that we get to do this for a living and, and bring our kids along as well. And, and the music awesome. and your story and your hearts, it is all so powerful. And mm -hmm. God's working through you in an amazing way. And the music just so beautifully tells the story of his redemptive love and what he's done in your lives. And and so that's why we're so excited uh, to, to have, again, have a Naked Marriage podcast first. That's and, right. And introduce this new EP uh, for you guys. And that's how we're going we're gonna to close out this episode. But first, tell us about what we're about to hear, because... This is, I'm, I'm like giddy with excitement. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What are they about to well, hear? Well, first, we are so honored to get to be a part of this first. Like, that's incredible. Sure. We wanted to show them uh, Fall Back in Love. So ah, yeah, Fall Back in Love. Uh, this is one of our, uh, for me, that there's some songs that we write that's like, you know what? This one's for the people. Some of them are for us. This one felt like both. Like, we... Yeah genuinely love this song. We feel like it's such a reflection of just where we are musically, the things that we love. Um, and also just such a, it's like just a summer jam, a spring yeah. jam. <laughs> Get um, you ready for warm weather. Yeah. <laughs> hey, of, we love it. Of, of love of two. It's just a story of, of two people that don't, they can't really put their finger on maybe what's going on, what's been wrong, but you know, they know that's that, that something, uh, could be better. And they're both looking to make it better and want to fall back in love and get back to the way that it used to be, you know, and the, the love of, you know, that new love feeling, man, who doesn't want that back again? Right. Your endorphins and your, your dopamine and serotonin's all swimming in your brain and feeling amazing. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a sweet season. And so we wanted a song that, that conveyed that. Uh, and yeah. gave people sort of hope. And just too. just to reinforce that marriage is worth it. It's worth the yes. work to put in to get back to yes. that place. And so, you know, and again, you guys that are listening, we told our story in such a small little window. And I'm sure if you have questions, we absolutely would love to talk with you more. We we are the ones that answer all of our messages on social media, our website, all of that. So please don't hesitate. Well, and tell us where we can find it because folks are going to want yeah, before we yes. play this song. Where can folks find you? Because right now they're probably already Googling, like, how can yes. I hear more <laughs> of the story and hear more of this music? So give folks the best place they can connect with you online. Yeah, absolutely. I would say our most active community is over on Instagram if you're there. But anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok, our handle is just out of the desk music. And our mm -hmm. website is out of the com. We okay. it's a huge part of our ministry, just getting to walk through hard times with with people who reach out. So please don't hesitate to do that. Come on. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you all so much. And I know that you're going to hear from so many of the listeners who you just touched our hearts today. So thank you so much. And to the listeners, enjoy this beautiful song by Out of the Dust. We'll see you next time. I'm not saying we pretend it's been better than it's been Short fuses keep wounding Wishing that we've gone to bed instead I mean, I think we're doing fine I say we're good most of the time I know you're my homebound I just want to want you like before When we laugh till we cry 
Catch your eye, butterflies feeling so high. Staying up till the sunrise. Can we fall back in love? Even though we're scared of everything we messed up, it's worth the work for us to fall. So good to hear you say, you know we're gonna be okay. No maybes, that's safety. No more taking sides or keeping score. I'll leave you post-its on the wall, kiss you for no reason at all. You see me so healthy, feeling like the kids we were before. When we laugh till we cry, catch your eye, butterflies feeling so high. Love, even though we're scared of everything we messed up, it's worth the work for us to fall back in love. We can get there again, like you and me till the end. Stop looking for perfection, 'cause what we have's enough. Oh.